Hey, it's Josh Sibson. And Jake Jabour. From The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. Hello, Parkies. You fell into the pit. Welcome to I Love You and I Like You, a Parks and Recreation podcast. You just heard your host, Stephen Perlstein. And you just heard your other host, Elise Michelle. And today we are going to be talking about Parks and Recreation, season one, episode one, titled The Pilot. That's right. And today's guest is joining us in the pit, actor, writer, comedian. You know him as the showrunner for Key and Peele, the showrunner for Teachers. You know him as the, the writer of the Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell vehicle, Get Hard. Oh, but all you Parkies will know him as Ian Winston from Season 1, Episode 1. Also coming back, Season 2, Episode 17 of Parks and Rec. Welcome to the show, Ian Roberts. Ian, thanks for joining us. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, We have waffles, whiskey, and water for you, uh, as I feel like that's all appropriate for the show. I will only partake in the water. That's fair. That's fair. It is uh, just. But I really about do noon. appreciate it. The it's the uh, the waffles. We got waffles and whipped cream. The, the alcohol yeah. I don't drink, so that was never going to happen. All right, I could, that's fine. I could easily, in most circumstances, eat those waffles. But I know I'm going out tonight for my anniversary, which was actually on Thursday. Oh, congratulations! But I was working. Thank you. Twenty one years. Wow. And so I know I'll overeat tonight in our little because mm. I turn every celebration into an excuse to overindulge. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I will we, eat those waffles when you leave all of them. We have noon whiskey and waffles. Yeah. We're ready to rock our life away. It's funny because I do, I completely understand the appeal mm. of that whiskey. Mm. I've been there. That's a McAllen number one. It's a nice, it's a nice glass of whiskey, but it's okay when you leave. Is whiskey mm. something that you judge the quality of it by age? I, you can. Oh, is that scotch? Scotch is the one that's always yes. like a 12 year scotch. Right. So whiskey doesn't have to be old. Well, I guess this is that, that McKellen is a scotch. Uh, so oh, okay. I get I would just call them all whiskeys because oh, okay. uh, I'm not a sophisticated. Enough oh, drinker. I don't know. Either. Yeah, they, anything they, brown. Whiskey. You know, although I drank a lot one time in my life, I was never a guy who knew what I was drinking. It was indiscriminate. I always feel that way about coffee. Some people are like, oh, I find this mm-hmm. kind of coffee delicious. I'm like, it's just a caffeine delivery system. <laughs> yeah. When I drink coffee, I could care less. I usually just pour it over ice and so I can drink it quickly and get the buzz right away. You just and alcohol yeah. was the same way. Whatever was cheapest. Yeah. You're just, a, you're just mainlining it. Yeah. I just want the effect. I do look at it just a delivery system. <laughs> and I, I think of salad as a delivery system for salad dressing. Oh, that's if a good I ever one. get a salad dressing, like a salad that's not wet enough, I just please give me five sides. Of, if that's what you consider a serving of salad dressing, bring me five sides. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, especially if it's iceberg lettuce, which is just water. crispy water. Yeah, yeah. crispy water that yeah. they somehow made solid. 
Yeah, I was just uh, telling Elise that the other day. She made a salad, and I was like, this is the wettest salad I've ever had because it's covered in dressing, and it's perfect. Oh, yeah. I want all salads to yeah. be like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the only way to eat vegetables. Just cover them in not <laughs> yeah. cover Cover them in Every not Every so vegetables. often, I'm really impressed when somebody can keep a vegetable seeming fairly healthy, and yet it's appetizing. Yeah. But, like, the worst is, like, microwaving frozen broccoli. It's just horrific you know you got to do something with that yeah i don't know you you make good broccoli well i cover it in butter and cheese genius i mean butter the two secrets of all cooking is butter and salt butter and salt will improve anything complete two of the most unhealthy things in the world salt's (laughs) going to give you high blood pressure and the butter's going to give you high cholesterol but those two things are the secret to most things we find delicious yeah and you know what? I'm fine with having both of those things if it means I have delicious meals at all times. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, you guys both look thin, so eat whatever you want. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm worried. Like, I'm I'm almost 30. I feel like most of my family, like, just decided to, like, blow up about, in their, like, mid to early 30s. They just got big. Yeah. And I'm worried that that's going to be me. Like, I'm Do you exercise? Big. Uh, yeah, I run. So I feel oh, yeah. I'll be well, fine. You're good, yeah. I'll be fine. Although, well, you'll be fine. What'll happen is that you'll end up with arthritic knees. Yeah. You can't run long term. No. No. I don't think. And I do like long distances too. So it's, I'm fucked. It's, you know, the be- guy that popularized jogging, uh, was, uh, this guy fix Jim fix. And he died of a heart attack in his forties or fifties. He wrote oh, the yeah. joy of running and yeah. he was like the guy and think of the late 60s who really got everyone running around because I don't know if you guys are yeah. younger than this but the things to do were play tennis <laughs> all movie stars played tennis and Johnny Carson played tennis everyone played tennis and ran yeah and both those things then they're all just and- were crippled by the time they were <laughs> 50 or 60 yeah I've heard that I've heard that before that's a controversy for runners is like is this going to destroy my heart and I'll like just not like you think like cardio strong heart no apparently it leads to like well all exercise release, uh, releases free radicals and free right. radicals are electrons that zip around and break up cells. So there is a there's a, a negative to severe exercise, extreme exercise. That's what will get you in shape. But athletes, the human body wasn't meant to do what athletes do to their bodies. You're not meant to. You were you know you chase you chase an animal once a week and then eat yeah. that animal for a week. Yeah. You don't <laughs> basically do the equivalent of every day through training or the sport you play. It's like you were full on trying to chase an animal and kill it or yeah. run yeah. from it and not be killed. Yeah. That's very heightened and not good for your system. Yeah. I want to open I mean, up a studio here in LA where it's just, you go out and you chase an animal. For an <laughs> yeah. hour and it actually would out. be better because you'd have more incentive since ultimately you knew you could go get a subway sandwich afterwards. <laughs> you wouldn't have that much incentive. So I think you need to have people chased by the animal. Yeah. Uh, you just need, need to be prey. <laughs> and try to try stay alive for one hour with something that really wants to kill you. Yeah, you do CrossFit. You're so extreme. No, no, no. Come to Tiger Fit. We released a tiger in our yeah. gym. There's not a lot. There's only two. Nobody's going to help you. There's no. There's yeah. no prep for this. There's but no those that survive will be in exquisite shape. <laughs> You'll live forever. I think that's great. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> so uh, today we are going to talk about the pilot episode of Parks and Recreation, right? Yeah, so this is episode uh, one, season one, like we said, written by Greg Daniels and Mike Shore, uh, directed by Greg Daniels. Mm-hmm. Original air date was April 9th, 2009. Yeah, long we time We met ago. all these wonderful, wow. wonderful people. It's uh, almost a decade. It's fun to have the nostalgia for something that just happened. Hey, for you guys that, uh, now I watched many seasons of the show, full seasons. Yeah. I remember writing to Amy, I was so 
happy to really enjoy the show because I think that's a character that back in the old days of TV it would have been Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, I mean it's a really strong, three dimensional, lovable character. And I remember writing to her and saying, you know, oh, it's such a pleasure because you're obligated to check it out. And how nice that you really love it. So for years I watched all of it, but I'm going to ask you a question because I do not remember now. Mm, yeah. How much did it change as far as how much it embraced the documentary feel and the talking to camera and the, so much movement in the camera? It seemed to feel like that went away some. Yeah. So like in that first episode, they're doing that like a lot. They're talking to the camera. They're referencing the doing camera. Doing the glances. They're doing it very like the office style. But I guess I, I think throughout the season, what I've heard is they just kind of dropped that as like a this is an actual documentary. And they just used it as a device like, yeah, we'll talk to the camera, but we're not pretending that this is documentary, whether they're the cameras are there or not it yeah. doesn't really matter we're just kind of using that as a storytelling device so they stopped you tell me like by season six seven they weren't glancing to the camera oh, yeah. Off. yeah yeah i feel like they would do like looks to the camera like a special especially oh, april. Yeah. Like april yeah yeah but for the most part no they dropped it which is uh -huh. what i think when it started they were kind of like pushing it as like this is just like the office yeah. like uh -huh. but yeah ron talks to the people like do you have a grant for this at the end yes. of episode yes. one so yeah. acknowledging yeah. that's a documentary but career. yeah they pretty much just don't acknowledge yeah, it yeah see i couldn't i couldn't remember but i i, had a, I felt like i don't remember it because funny when you go back to something it's like yeah. that with all shows yeah you go back to seinfeld you're like oh right they used to do stand up before the show <laughs> yeah and there was wow, a waitress who was going to be a main character yeah yeah, yeah 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 oh and how funny that in the credits um uh pratt uh chris, chris pratt. pratt is guest, guest star, star yeah you yeah. know so i think that was the deal with uh chris pratt jim o'hare and retta i think they were all like guest stars or like they weren't they, even in the credits they, retta really? and jim oh really the the bunch like, people one. were yeah those uh yeah you know, the people in the office yeah in the I don't know. It was it was interesting because, yeah, it definitely evolved and they definitely like, yeah, Chris Pratt was basically like, we're going to get rid of this guy after two episodes for some reason. And then he turned out to be star of Guardians of the Galaxy and well, Jurassic World. And, and it's, it's so funny to see um, to see uh, Aub Aub Aubrey Plaza, yeah, yeah. Aubrey Plaza yeah. look over at him and like, oh, they're going to end up yeah. together yeah. and be a great couple of a, a weirdly a great couple. Yeah, but, like, and I'm sure and that's that's what's so fun. It's because I have that working on teachers. Yeah. You know, we started they had a web series about I don't know what it was, 20 so two minute things. And the things you find out just because what you enjoy, you're like, oh, I want to see more of that. And the way the actor does it, you say, oh, that's going to be fleshed out. Yeah. You know, you know. Because we have this like hot dad character, <laughs> and really it was it's a it, something like that was in the was in the the web series, and yeah. then we put it in the pilot. I think it's right away in the pilot. Yes, and it's just something about their chemistry. Like, oh, I want to see that all day. Yeah. So you just develop it, you develop it, and suddenly someone has a relationship, and you That's, know. Yeah, I feel like they did that. I heard that a lot. Is like. They just tried to add people. And the same for same thing for The Office. They just tried to add people that they thought were funny and could do funny things. And then like, we'll figure out exactly where these are going later. Because especially in this episode, like all the characters are way different than they They're are in the so show. so different. Tom Haverford, full on scumbag as he's Ansari's character, like mm -hmm. full on weird scumbag. Yeah. Like if he, you like, didn't know he had a green card marriage. He's no. just full on hitting on women. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm married, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He like reach. He like touches Rashida Jones in like this weird way. Well, and you can't tell how vulnerable he is yet. Yeah. Which, of course, that's everything you have to do. You have to find what you 
they wouldn't have kept him on if there wasn't part of him that you liked. Oh, and yeah. what you realize is that he's so insecure and yeah. he's so desperate, you know? Yeah. In his own way, because he made it like, oh, because in that one, only Leslie Nope seems desperate and he's kind of eye rolling like, oh. yeah. And he's just his own kind of desperate, you find out later in the, the show. show. Is, the show is actually kind of filled with, like, I guess, like the lovable loser archetype in a way. And I think they thought. Amy Poehler was that like or Leslie Knope's character was like very lovable loser. And I think they just uh, turned her into like more alpha plucky go get them character throughout well, the season. What I yeah. think too. they kept because it was there the loser part. Yeah. The other fl- the flip side of it was an optimist in mm-hmm. the face of complete obstacles and no progress. And that's what I think they kept. Yeah. Such an optimist. And I think that was what was so refreshing yeah, because it's so there's so much. I think it's funny. I can't say our generation because we're no near the <laughs> same generation. But after a certain point and it started when I was in my 20s was kind of the too cool for school thing. Like ah, fuck trying to find the heart. Yeah. Forget about trying to find, you know, the vulnerability and all this stuff. And and I would balk at those notes as a writer. It's like, ugh. And more and more, you realize that's the best stuff. I mean, that yeah. that, that thing it, that shows crazy, and people are pathetic, but you love them and you care about them. That's so important. I remember that, and that's what I felt about Amy's character. It's so much fun. I know Amy's just like us. Has a lot of her sensibility would be, you know, keep it raw, keep it, you know, yeah. make it crazy. But it's fun to see someone who, if you can still be funny and not have to be nihilistic i think yeah. that that's a tougher job because no kidding the world kicks you in the nuts constantly and 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 you know it's just you know yeah nothing works out but it's nice to see somebody not just yeah i get that yeah like you're not there would have been a time when the hollywood dream machine put out this kind of view that life was more perfect than it is. Yeah. So it was kind of hip and cool. Going to undercut that. This is going to be real. And now it's like, in a way, the really radical thing is to dare to care a little bit. Yeah. Dare to be a little loving. Dare to be a little optimistic. And if you can still be funny without being foul-mouthed and gross-out humor, and that's what I've come to admire. Although, when that stuff first gets done at its best, it was amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's, I think you're right. And that is interesting. Like, it is, I think it's almost become too easy to shit on everything because it is, let's be real, everything's basically terrible if you look hard enough for the terrible oh, yeah. version of it. Like, Michael from The Office <laughs> yeah. was kind of a lovable character because he's so desperately. Like he just wanted to be in love with someone. Yeah. He wanted to have friends. He wanted to be a dad real bad so ah, he could have friends. Yes. And he's an absolute <laughs> idiot. Yeah. But if you just made him an irredeemable idiot, yeah. it, it's kind of like dessert is so great. But if all you got was dessert, you'd kind of just, oh, I don't want another piece of flan. I don't want cheesecake. I want... I want a steak, a well-seasoned steak. I want <laughs> I want a gourmet meal, you know, and and I think that in that analogy the gourmet meal is the thing that does a little work and figures out what's what you care about about these characters. Although it can be really fun, but like I say you can only take so much. Yeah. It's like of of just oh, here's this irredeemable scumbag and and these things they, they've happened i don't want to name show it because since i'm sort of putting it in a negative light but sure. you know there's shows that oh they're so cool like look at all that bullshit network note stuff this guy's yeah. never gonna grow 
well, then that's not really a story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not really an arc there. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like it's it's a joke with nothing with no longer anything to contrast it to. Yeah, you know? that's interesting. It sounds like you're looking at it in a way kind of like a writer, like the show, especially when it started. Like, what did you think of it? I don't know. Like, how'd you see it going forward? Are you like, this is going to be a good show? This is going to be a weird show? Well, I remember the whole first season, as I recall, was all about the pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you thought. Ooh, they're gonna have to expand this. <laughs> yeah. And they did in each season. They would have yeah. something that was the big thing. Yeah. Getting ready for that crazy festival the where the, the little festival. midget horse was gonna be the <laughs> star. <laughs> you know, or or Leslie running for office. Or, you know, they had a right. season long arc and that was very satisfying. And it so I remember that wondering, saying, I, I really like this. It's a lot of fun, but does it have legs? Yeah. You know, and 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 eventually it's funny because we got a lot of notes this uh this season on teachers that we had to kind of let it grow a little bit. Yeah. You know, you got to move people forward and you're hesitant to do that at first because you want to refill that game and the game is based on flaws. Right. And if you get them over their flaw, you're like, but you you know, you can, you can, you can have, have it both ways. You have to, all those things you think are, like things that are written in books of here's how to do it right, and you kind of want to make fun of it. You're like, oh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> which, which, which I, I should laugh <laughs> having tried to codify improv and written a book with a million rules. I have that book as well. But uh, oh, excellent, excellent book. He's he's referring to um, uh, just because he brought it up. The Upright Citizens Brigade Comedy Improvisation Manual. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and get that at uprightcitizensbrigade.com, I believe. Yeah, uh, it's you could. available on Amazon. But but yeah, I, th- I think that. A lot of people's instinct is, oh, you know, all that stupid, restrictive stuff. And it's like, no, there's something fundamental about it. And although there have been horrible things done that have been formulaic, yeah, the problem is not the skeletal part of it. It's what's your take? What's What you can't do is try to imitate someone else's thing. But there are different elements like that the character transforms throughout the process that are just what's interesting and what a story is supposed to do yeah. kind of get somewhere our lives don't yeah because we because our lives don't have a story you can create it in retrospect and make it all seem like it had an arc yeah and this you was knew where you were going but <laughs> but the reality is and it, you know and by the way uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now um uh robert mckee robert, yeah who, from story he talks about that but what it does is it helps us make sense of our lives because Oh, that's the way I wish things worked out. Or it kind of creates those little mini victories they have because they end. And as though, and then everything was okay. Yeah. The reality is, nope, <laughs> then the next thing happened. Because <laughs> all it is is up and down. But the story kind of makes it like we figure it out and we're the best human beings we hoped to be. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I love about kind of Leslie in the show is I feel like she's one of the only characters who really cares about, you know, her job and the people. And then every like of the town are just shitting on her constantly. Yeah. But you get to see her just kind of fight back and be like, we're going to do this guys. We're going to make it. You know what? It's funny that the show appeals to me. It makes sense that it does. Cause one of my things of advice to people is the only way to make your life meaningless. Like I believe a person can, Mm Add a little meaning to the word world working behind the register at a McDonald's. But you have to. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. You have to like kind of because you can either with your with the way you act in the world, send off a chain reaction of shit. You know, yep. I shit on you. And you'll go shit on someone else. because I put you in a foul mood. They yep. in turn will shit on someone else. Or you can do that job well. 
and do the only thing that's worthwhile in life is make the world a little better, right? I think if you make the world a little better, decent amount of meaning to your life. Yeah. If you're just this miserable fucker who, you know, just kind of like gives into entropy and just, ugh. The world sucks and fuck you and let me, I'm going to give yeah. off an attitude that sucks. And so Leslie Nope is like that. She probably, she really enjoys her, her life yeah. and her career in this miserable circumstance. Really, we can see. Yeah. But so the probably it's probably what, what appeals to me is that I do feel that philosophically that you've got, if you don't try to make the best, do the best you can and find the meaning in that, then yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy, you're, that's a meaningless life, you know? I think that's sort of like, and I totally agree with that. I feel like that's almost a lot of comedians' philosophies in a way, whether they know it or not. Like, I I, I told Elise, uh, my lovely fiance, the other day, we were like, we went out and I think we went to a movie and the like the, the cashier said something and I just made a joke and made them laugh and they were like very happy. And I was like, you know, it is a gift to do nice things or like make people bring that joy into the world. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with that joy. Hopefully something. And like, that's the cool, even in the show it starts very like everybody's shitty like everybody's so mean and shitty in the show even leslie in a way like she's like i don't know i think tom haverford's libyan or something it's a little flippant mm-hmm. but like that positivity just infects that whole cast where by the end of it like everybody cares about everybody so much and they're like best friends you're like yes just be yeah. nice and, and ron good. and ron is fun yeah he's he it, Part of him hates it, but he can't help caring about Leslie yeah. and he yeah. can't help admiring her and uh, and definitely definitely more fully as the show goes on. You know, he cares about her. Yeah, more and yeah, more. It's funny because if you only played you, I don't know, it's like those things. There's a, a acting note. You know, you get in the scene like you got to play the love in the scene. You got to play your reason to be in the scene, not your reason to leave. Although a lot of scenes have that. Yeah. You know, if you argue it, you know, it's all that cornball stuff. There's something to it. <laughs> yeah, so, it is cornball, but there's something yeah. there. Even Brandanowitz, who yeah. like at the beginning, admittedly, was like, I hate this. Like, I don't know anyone who likes it yeah. but her and then helps her in the end. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't help. Like, what are you going to shit on happy, nice people? <laughs> yeah. You got to just be nice. It's too hard yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's funny. I have my experience like what I always a lot of these things like I say things appeal to you if they're in keeping with your philosophy and my thing is always this this person's the most magnificent talent in the world and a total shit this person's pretty darn good but a great person mm-hmm. I'm working with the pretty darn good great person not the genius of all time and a shithead because my life's too short. I got to spend my days with this person. Like I would never hire a person. I I don't care. You're a genius. Good. Go somewhere else and be a genius. If you're going to bring down, because what I want to do is have fun doing this. And I think it comes, it it comes across in the product. And if it doesn't, I, like I say, honestly, I don't care. (laughs) If this is my life, it's going to be, and it, I've never had to make a decision where, quality would suffer i've never had to but yeah. but i really i'm i have no interest in somebody who's a genius and a prick go hang yourself yeah. <laughs> leave, leave me alone you know but it's i just want to you know want to enjoy my day because you work more than you do anything else yeah you guys if your fiance you're going to be married no mm-hmm. doubt unless somehow you sell a show together or you're going to spend much more time <laughs> with the people you work with than you are with each other. Yeah. I see yeah. the people I work with way more than I see my wife. Just how else is it going to be? I sleep for eight hours a night. I work for eight hours. 
what's that lead? You know, yeah. and, and I got to commute. Yeah. And it, you spend more time with those people. It's got to be good or it's just ugh, not worth it. Yeah. 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 Being around bad people also, it just brings you down and you're just like, why are we all here? Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> like coming home from a, a grumpy day at work and everybody's grumpy. And you're just like, I just feel like a shithead today. I want to be mean. Well, that's part of, the, you know, uh, pray that your guys relationship is like this, that it's going to be a positive. If at least that's a positive, because I'll have that. I'll have a day where I say my head is just up my ass. I'm just <laughs> miserable. And this person disrespected me. And oh, no one did. They all yeah. did the opposite of my idea, which was definitely the best. <laughs> and then I'll have these two things happen. I live out there in Agora Hills. And once you pass Calabasas for the first time in that commute down the 101, it all opens up and you see the hills with the sky behind it. And it kind of reminds you, oh, I'm a little person on a giant planet in the universe. And the fact that I'm focused on, you didn't do my idea, is like, oh, okay, that's ridiculous. And then I walk in the door and I see my wife and kids. Oh, that's why I was doing the thing, which has elements that frustrate me. I make a living for these people I love. And then you're like, okay, decompress. And I thank God I've got to, if you don't have a few things to put things in perspective, if you really believed those battles at work and the days when things go wrong are your life. Yeah. You know, ugh, it's you easy know, to buy into that. Hide, hide the knives and guns. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a long life. It truly is. It's bad life for you. <laughs> I mean, I love that we got into some life philosophy on this. That's what the show That's is. This the, is yeah. perfect. Uh, all right. Well, now let's go. We're going to we're going to talk a little, I guess, wrap up this episode chat just a little bit. And we're going to figure out. We have the I love you moment and I like you moment. That's what we really like about the show. The same thing we're saying is I think it's funny, but it's also got a heart. Uh, And so we're trying to find a moment or a line that you I love you moment. Something that was like heartfelt and nice. If there was something in there, this episode, this season's a little light on that, but try. Uh, And then the second thing we're looking for, I like you moment, Uh, like something very funny, something that uh, that made you giggle. Uh, Elise, do you want to start with a and I love you? I might just let you guys do it because you should have let me know this. I would have watched it with this in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll be interested. I almost did. I almost did. And I was like, he'll figure it out. I'll, I'll be interested to hear your guys. Yeah. Elise, why don't you uh, yeah, start? I'll start with uh, my I love you moment, which comes from uh, the Leslie Nope, which I just think is a great setup to how she is throughout the whole show, which is just when she says, uh, when I, <laughs> what I hear when I'm being yelled at is people caring loudly at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just love uh-huh. that because it says a lot about who well, she is. Well, that's funny and- too. He goes, I'm, I will definitely think about it. I'm going to take definitely and I'm going to something like that. Yeah. Where Ron's basically giving her nothing like, yeah, no way. And and the same thing where he goes, it's that the guy who's the guy he ended up not staying on the show. Mark Brandanowitz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he has the thing where he's like, no, it'll never yeah. happen. So yeah. give up on it. So what I hear you saying is, and she chooses to hear and it's just, I think that, yeah, that's a great yeah, moment. This whole episode that. really sets her up nicely for yeah. just how she is. Yeah. Resilient. Everything's yeah. just water off. She's, she's waterproof. And yeah. If, yeah. If, if negativity is water just rolls off. She's like, yeah, great. Great. Yeah. She only be positive. That's okay. funny. Yeah. What about your I like you, Elise? Uh, so my I like you comes from the beginning at the town hall meeting, and it's just a guy who <laughs> says, now, I have a few things I want to say about Laura Linney, and then it just stops. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stupid joke. It made me I love laugh. It. That's yeah, it's funny. Go, what they get across is that this guy apparently talks about things that 
they can't help with because his first thing is also not about he got arrested? the park system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, yeah people just love to complain. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, anybody who will listen, it's like ah, I'd like to complain to you. Yeah. Uh, well, my my I love you moment. I think it was just nice that Mike Shore's character who uh, or no, sorry. Uh, yeah, Mark Brandanowitz. Uh, I, I forgot that guy, the actor's name. I will remember in a bit. Uh, but I like Mark Brandanowitz's character. Did the nice thing and tried to help out Leslie Nope uh, because, yeah, she's positive and like trying to do the right thing. I think it's like, yeah, sometimes you just got to line up behind those people that are that are good and trying hard regardless of how you feel about it. I think that's nice. Yeah, yeah I want to know it. that favor he cashed in. What did he do? Yeah, there was some kind of favor that he oh, had yeah. for Ron Swanson that never gets explained. No, <laughs> no it was Maybe just sort of like a general thing of politics it seemed to me just saying that this is the reality of it's all deal making it's all god there's so many shows that deal with that yeah currently yeah currently i don't know for like a decade now yeah. <laughs> a full decade of dealing with well that. just just how politics is so net the last season uh i don't know if you guys watch homeland mm. oh yeah I homeland see. just went it just had the craziest ending to the show mm. it's as though there's been a coup Anyway, it's, 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 it's bananas. The ending is it's gone into full fantasy, although it's believable enough that you're it's terrifying. Anyway, it's no, I like it. That's good. Uh, and then uh, my like you moment, my favorite uh, like joke of the show was when uh, Leslie Nope is sitting on the couch after she fell into the pit. And Ann Perkins goes, uh, it really, you're fine. She's like, oh, really? My clavicle's broken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she, looks, face, yeah, yeah. she says, it, says it quietly to the camera. Like, oh, yeah. That's funny. so funny. That's, that's just great delivery. It really you know, is. It's like that's, uh, <laughs> she has another one that immediately follows it where like Andy asked for pancakes. She's like, oh, are, are we, we having pancakes? pancakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and then just funny. immediately cuts her. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how he was, uh, <laughs> he was started off as a full-on douche. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. he's just going to, by the end of that season, I think you find out he cheated on, he was just awful. He was the worst yeah. boyfriend yeah, ever. And, yeah, he like cheated. Just Crazy. using her. Oh, he's faking his injury, isn't he? I think, yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. He's like, or it's he keeps not, it going for way longer. Yeah, than so yeah. he can, so Andy like he has maybe even like a, a fake cast he can put on <laughs> or so because he enjoys being waited on and not having to work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I personally get that. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm can, not I waiting on you if you ever get injured. That's fair. I'd expect nothing more of you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, do we want to rate the show then? Uh, one out of ten. Uh, and I guess we're going to create our own rating system. So how does that work? Oh, yeah. So we can create our own rating system. <laughs> just one out of ten. Uh, something from the show. So like seven out of ten waffles or seven out of ten Leslie Nopes. Mm -hmm. Just whatever okay. you want it to be. Yeah. Um, I'll start. start. I'll go yeah. off. Um, I liked this episode a lot as a pilot. You know, you get to meet everyone. You see basically your main character uh, being a hero and you see what's going to happen in the future as far as the show goes though I don't obviously it gets way better um, so I'm just going to give it a solid 7.5 uh, upskirt Leslie no photos <laughs> I like that uh, yeah I think it's a super like uh, watching this I actually ended up rewatching this episode like four times just on accident like preparing for this like I watched it like a month ago and I was like I should like do it and I did it like a week ago and then we watched it twice today so I'm like I watched it too much yeah. uh, but I ended up really liking I'm like this show is funnier than I think we give it credit for and I agree like it's not as good as it gets uh, but it's still very funny and I just have I'm just so like psyched that this show exists so just because it existed somebody greenlit this script thank god they did because it turned into a great show uh, I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 Bobby Knights. 
which is the poster that Ron Swanson yells at that he just goes, yeah. Bobby Knight, this is in my court. No dr- double dribble, no three-second violations. <laughs> yeah. My rating system will be uh, empty holes that you fill. Oh, yeah. Filled hole, making it more positive. Ooh, I, I think that. That, that any um, any pilot is, is usually is a seven. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a, probably like the second you said that, I said seven because a, a show usually gets it finds its yeah its voice yeah, yeah. it really gets there because I think it really got there actually in the second season was when it was like and I liked it it kept me watching because I would have given up on it in a heartbeat I don't let anything go you know, <laughs> yeah if I can't life you know again life being short but <laughs> yeah. I I really watched it for many seasons it's funny it did fall away yeah and I can't explain why it just happens to me. My DVR, I'll suddenly notice I've got 20 backed up episodes. Yeah. And it's like, I realize in retrospect, I guess I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't overcome inertia. Other things are, are I, I give so little time and there's other things that have come that are new and yeah. I'm doing those. I'm like, and it's kind of sad almost. It's a thing of mourning because I'm a little obsessive compulsive about things I commit to. It's very hard for me. Like Dexter, I did finish yeah. every season and by the end I disliked it yeah, that yeah. I, mean, right. I agree it with beca- you it became season long murder she wrote it was the same it was by season repeated yeah we th- this person the same way a lady who wrote murder mysteries will come in contact with a murderer in yeah. her regular life you know Dexter although maybe sli- no no more earned really yeah because he works for you know the crime point. investigation yeah. unit. He's going to find a serial killer who's also trying to make his way in the world and be a regular guy. No, that can't happen. What the fuck is wrong with Miami or wherever he was? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I, I give it a seven, but that's that's to say very strong because I think I'd probably give Seinfeld a seven. Friend, anything when yeah. they start out, you give him a seven. I think that's, that's generous a, that's for Seinfeld. What, what yeah, was it kind of rotten yeah. at the beginning? I think uh, it was pretty rough. I don't yeah. remember. They didn't have a the first episode. They didn't have a lane, and man, I don't know. It's they they really figured it out, and I think they figured it out quick. I think Parks and Recreation in the Office took a little bit longer. Or, sorry, uh, the Office. The boy, Office. I'll took, t- tell you about my experience with that because yeah. I had loved the English Office. Yeah, someone gave it to me all at once and said, "You know what this thing in the Office?" I'm like, "No, what is it really?" And I watched. I'm like, "Oh, this is like a revolution." You know, the yeah. whole thing of the documentary, this sad, sad character who was quite different than Michael ultimately. Yeah, mm-hmm. for you know, sure. He fancied himself being Brent, uh, fun was David his Brent. joke. Yeah. And then the other guy was desperate and needy. Yeah. Although there's a, they're related, but the other guy was pretty sure he made work fun. Yeah. And he was considered to be a guy that everyone really appreciated. No, but anyway, I love that. And then they just redid an episode for the first episode of the American one. Yeah. It's and like I the just, same. I was like, Oh, this sucks. They ruined this. Yeah. I hated it. And then it was, had gone seasons and I just go, well, let me see, you know, something, what happened in the middle of this? I'm like, that was really good. Yeah. Watch another one. Oh, Dwight is magnificent. Yeah. Michael's hilarious. Loved it. Yeah. Ended up watching it ridiculous because it was on constantly yeah so i had it on my dvr record all episodes and i come home and it, it must have played like i don't know what like 14 times a week yeah. twice <laughs> twice every day yeah and i'm just watching them constantly and it was brilliant yeah so it's funny how things can change i mean i thought the pilot was i hated it honestly yeah and then i thought it was 
brilliant yeah. <laughs> and watched them, oh, you know, just one after another and loved them. So. Yeah. yeah. It's even, I told Stephen earlier when we were watching it, it's just so funny how even the pace of the pilot for Parks was mm. so slow. Like, I feel like everyone talks very slow and yeah. everything is very slow. And that's just the pace and... of the show is just like, hey, since yeah. you guys, lo- the guys, I'll give you some inside info. Having this, talked to Amy. This is what um, we want. No, it's, it's really minor, but she just said <laughs> her powers of uh, her short term memory became magnificent. And he said a long-term memory just disappeared. But she said that because they would write up right before she had to go, boom, here's one of these two camera monologues. And she'd look at it. Okay, got it. And she said that that was, she just got so good at memorizing. You know, she would look at it that morning in the makeup trailer, the whole days, because whenever you've got a job like that, if it's single camera and you're the lead, you're shooting a movie Never endingly. Yeah. You're just the lead in a movie always on. that never yeah. stops filming 12, 14 hour days. And she said her, she just got so good at memorizing. They said they'd have to reshoot something or they'd go back. She like, I don't even know that this ever happened. <laughs> it was, she said it would go in. It was locked in there for as long as she needed to do it. And the second it was done, it was done. She had to dump it all because the next thing had to go in there. And yeah. so, because I, I asked crazy. her about all the people I've worked with. Because on Key and Peele, that was about the most extreme it could ever get because there was no ensemble. Almost everything yeah. was a two-person scene. You did hundreds so, of sketches yeah, every so year. It's, it's, and it's single camera. Yeah. So it was a movie where you're in every scene and it's an extremely talky scene. Yeah. You know, I mean, because you look at some movies, you think this actor barely had to talk. Yeah. You know, like you're in an action film Affleck. and there's an ensemble. <laughs> you got, I don't know, 20 lines. Yeah. And you look at it and you, don't, you think, wow, that guy was great. The star yeah. of that show. You're like... Ultimately, he said 20 lines. Yeah. And you got these these people and the same thing with um, the women I work with and teachers, the amount they have to memorize. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's like the old, the ant horrible compliment after you've done the great play. Like, how do you remember all those lines? <laughs> There's so many words and you have to say them at a specific time and tone. That's incredible. That being said, I do have such admiration for people because I'll tell you, if I had advice to actors, the simplest thing. Be memorized perfectly Mm. because in acting, you have to have an objective, which is to say you need to be doing something up there to seem alive and you can't do two things at the same time. And if the thing you're doing is thinking of your next line, you're not really acting. The only thing that's really happening on screen and it can look I'm saying that you've probably seen we've probably all seen whole performances we've enjoyed where that's all the actors doing. But but, you know, that's really what you're doing up there is trying to think of the next line. Yeah. And I know they asked Peter O'Toole, he said, like, do you memorize the whole script? Like how memory goes. And he, to him, it was the most bizarre question in the world. He goes, well, that's really all the job is. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, like, that's your just, job. And I mean, it's like and David Mamet would say that. He's like, look, the thing's well written. And there's this thing people are going to bring to it. They're aware of what the given circumstances are. So just you're saying the things mm-hmm. in general, they're going to give you so much of that. Yeah, I see you as this. Like, um, you know, if, if you say a guy's a murderer and he looks at somebody from behind the door or you say he's a guy in love with her, he could look with the same neutral expression. You'd say, God, that guy's really in love with her. Yeah. God, that guy is terrifying. He's yeah. going to kill her. In other words whatever acting schmack thing so if it comes to if it comes to you know just memorize your freaking lines which yeah. by the way i wish i could take my own advice i'm I have a horrible memory hmm. and i can't so many auditions i did because then it's also if you guys act 
if you ever had this advice, it's the truest thing in the world. One of the most valuable things you can do with an actor is audit auditions, like mm. cast people. I've had to do that. And yeah. you just go, the way you just go, no, 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 <laughs> no. And then go back and say, I do that, I do that, I do that, I do that. It's like the simplest thing. You have these guys with their head buried in the script. Like, I don't know how you'd be in the role. Yeah. Because you basically didn't do it. You read the script in front of me. And you got the person that comes in and you can get all ticked off about that and say, well, it's it's two different skills. Yeah. You know, the way you get a job is not by doing what you ultimately have to do on camera. And I used to think that, but I think that's the refuge of lazy actors because <laughs> part of that skill you're saying, well, it's just facile and all they, well, yeah. the things they did was they memorized the freaking script. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they came in and they were able they to give did the work. somewhat of a performance. Yeah. And nobody's giving it to you. No one's saying, I'll use my imagination, but on the day you'll be a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I used not. to. I used to think that I, you know, and and I kind of gave up acting because it didn't work for me. You know, I'm, I'll do it if people give me a call, but I hate auditioning. And and what it is is that since it's arduous for me to memorize something, uh, and the returns aren't perfect, it's too much work for me for that what if. <laughs> and I guess what that means is I don't love it enough. You know, That's if you're going to do something that wouldn't be arduous, and yeah. You know, that's interesting. Okay, I heard I heard a rumor that um, that you improvised the first uh, fourteen episodes of Parks and Recreation all on your own, uh, based on an ASCAT and a weird like Andy Daly tag. Is that true? And that Amy Poehler stole it from you, and that that's why they had to put you in the pilot. Is that all true? Amy has given me. A, a hefty sum of money never to speak about this. I can neither confirm nor deny fair enough that's this fair. story. I think that's an answer that we all know what the real answer is. Uh, yeah. But like, what was it? Uh, you know, you did two episodes of the show. Uh, what was it like being on it? Anything like memorable about doing it? You've done tons of bit parts and big parts and little parts. Like, well, I don't know, anything that stick out? Like, I really liked it? the second bit I got to do. I thought it was very funny. Just yeah, uh, the, the girls with a league yeah, coach just takes the ball and kicks it away. And then I think, as I recall, there was a nice twist to that. You think that I'm the jerk, yeah, but she's the jerk, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, like the the bit is that like there's a, a boys team and a girls soccer team, and that there's not only one field for them, and that like you're mad at this woman for like co- like taking your spot, and then we realize that yeah, you're the girls soccer team coach, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. yeah that but was but great. just that thing of really abruptly in an argument, going full little kid and just kicking the ball <laughs> away, I thought was. It wasn't my idea. It was theirs. Good, good <laughs> comedy, and they, I got to do it. And uh, and the first thing is just memorable because in retrospect, you're like, oh my gosh, I was there when who knew how that thing was going to work out. Yeah, I remember I was also sitting in the very back. It was one of the def- definitely one of the first things they shot, you know. And and it, I was in the back of the auditorium, sitting all by myself in that first thing, yeah. just watching Amy. <laughs> and 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 it's always interesting to watch somebody work because. Of course, you know, it goes it goes better or or you know, it's it's variable. You mm-hmm. know, she was, you know, fumbles this line or does this, but there's that ease. You know, and you're like, "Oh, wow." And just someone you've worked with going it's just such a silly thing to say, but when you someone you've known from way back and you see them just being so professional and just the kind of easy, it's like, "Oh, wow, look at her confidently Mm-hmm. acting as the center of this show and that's just weirdly interesting it's so obvious yeah but it's like like i remember um kate walsh i knew her from chicago before she yeah. had done a lot of stuff and then i remember seeing her on an episode she went to much bigger things but it was like law and order and and just watching her going oh look at her 
she's just like everybody else I've ever seen on Law and Order. Yeah. Like just <laughs> just in there and owning it. And if, of course you better be. Yeah. But it is fun to see. And it, especially early on in your career where people around you that you've come up with are doing the thing. And you're like, look at that. Wow. They're just like. They're just doing that thing I've seen my whole life. Yeah. Being professionals and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be cool. Like, uh, I feel like I'm sure we experience this type of thing fairly, fairly often ourselves. Is like we just like, oh, that's my friend and they're on TV and they're like good and they're crushing it. And I, yeah, I feel like you probably have a ton of that because one, well, you I know, just, I just saw damn. I'm not going to remember his name, but in that's which I'm embarrassed because he's a guy who's been around forever and I like. But it's okay, uh, you've, we've been drinking. There's no way you could remember. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 he was in um, Big Little Lies. I'm like, look at him. Oh, in a, an HBO mm-hmm. show, a big deal show. You guys probably know his Adam name. Adam Scott. Just, no. Oh, yeah, a little part. Yeah, I don't know who it uh, was. We didn't. We, I don't even want to get there because then it's going to be out there. I'm going to be humiliated that I can't remember this person's name. <laughs> I mean, like I know him pretty well. We'll get there. But um, okay. but uh, yeah, it's just you see people. Yeah, it's really. I remember you know Ben Schwartz. It's all kind of guys like that. You're like. Wow. Yeah. Big deal on big deal shows and you do a great job. And oh, he had a great role. He had a great thing on. Oh, Parks yeah. And Rec. One of my favorites, John Ralphio. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, my my fiance's man crush is John Ralphio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's why he can never come on the show. <laughs> uh-huh. We love you, Ben. Come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, well, OK, so I have a question then. Uh, if you were. If you were trying to align yourself with a Parks and Recreation character, who do you think you're most like? Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think very much that I'm the Ben Wyatt, the Adam Scott's character who comes in season two and three, a little, little by the books and nerdy, uh, and uh, nobody uh, thinks I'm cool or fun, which is accurate. I'm always like, let's stay in the house today. <laughs> I think that's who I am at the end of the day. Yeah. What about you? Nice. Uh, I think I'm probably most like April. Yeah. April Edgate. You don't, you said you want to be Joan Calamezzo. I want to be Joan Calamezzo which because is, she's just so fun. Just a crazy reporter. Like she just sleeps while interviewing people on TV. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I like that. What about you, Anne? Do you think you have any uh, uh, people that you go with? Um, the same character you picked, just mm. because I feel like at the end of the day he has fun and he helps all the good things happen. But yeah. I kind of feel like. I don't know. I've got a little, I'm a little grounded and, and uh, want to facilitate people's crazy dreams. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I get that. Yeah, he's I can't, I'm, I'm not Leslie Nope. Oh, my God. I no. wish I was. Yeah. <laughs> but be- I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, a pessimist always trying to crawl out of the hole. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah, 100% right. You're like, I don't want to be a bummer, but, like, guys, this is weird. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I think, too, in in the in the realm of working with people that I I try to be I've tried to be logical and Mm -hmm. practical. Yeah, it's something that's always my mind at the same time as trying to be funny, insist on things being logical and and like I I can never one of my most common things I can think I end up with is the argument coming back to me. Yeah, but I think it's really funny. I'm like, can we stop using that? I'm never saying it's not funny. Yeah, I agree. It's funny. So might an elephant shitting on this character's head. But I'm (laughs) saying it doesn't fit for me, the logic. And it's got to be it's so much more satisfying for me to have it be both funny, but logical Makes sense. if i rebel yeah. against it on some it, it'll drive my ocd mind crazy 
And yeah, you know, I get that. But yeah, that's yeah. End up with a lot of things right. about. But I really think it's funny. God damn it, I think it's funny too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's a, it's. A, I could imagine that's like a tough justification. Like it is funny, but so what? We oh, can do oh, I have things. that. Sometimes it'll happen. It, you know, you're watching an uh, an edit, and everybody laughs the thing. You know, you've gotten your notes to cut. Yeah, and and everyone starts talking about, oh, I love that, I love that. It's like, better get it out now. <laughs> well, I heads up, I'm going to ask to cut that. I really don't <laughs> think I think it undercuts this later, and I think it doesn't work with. And the moment could be standalone, the funniest thing in the. I had that happen with a, a movie I was asked to come see and give my opinions about mm. and I wrote literally I gave no notes and said whatever you do don't cut this scene <laughs> yeah and it was um, it doesn't matter because I don't want to but I don't want to add them it, it, it was it was a, a and, and that ended up cut but I know why yeah. the movie was running out and it wasn't a main character it was like the best aria you would ever have in an opera at yeah. a point where it didn't make sense for an aria, you know, it's like, that was it. It's like, Hey, it may be fantastic and funny. It kills the flow of the movie. Yeah. You know, and you have that stuff. You have just, boy, these, these two other lines are great. Yeah. But it's really covered with that one line we have. We don't need three characters, you know, it's like Rehashing hanging, it. hanging on the basket after you <laughs> just dunked. It's like you don't really need to hang. Yeah, the dunk was the thing. Yeah, <laughs> we get it. Elise is a basketball player. She plays in the women's league in L.A. and she always oh, cool. hangs off the rim when she dunks. Oh yeah, I stay there for a solid eight seconds. <laughs> you really play basketball? I do not That's well, awesome. but yeah, no, she's good. She's good. Play at all is great. Did yeah. you play in high school? No, yeah. they just had like a bunch of the UCB girls uh, play on teams in mm-hmm. a league here, awesome. and so they just asked me, and I was like, I mean, I'm at athletic a little bit i'll try i like that i I, my athleticism is has never been useful i played uh football but i was a lineman okay so i never handled a ball all i did was was run into people and push them around and then i and i like to lift weights and those two things and so i don't play any social sports yeah and i always think i'd be really fun but yeah I, i i think i'd be bad and i'd be embarrassed i wouldn't have a good time but i would love the camaraderie if i was good enough yeah, it's super fun. Well, I go in for fun. about five minutes a game, and I just run around, and then I go take off. some shots. I'm, oh, I'm that's there. Awesome. I'm clapping. It's great. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, okay, now uh, we're doing our segment, Jerry'd It, uh, Jerry Gergich classic fuck-up on Parks and Recreation, always screwing things up. Uh, Jerry Gergich played one? Jim O'Hare. Did we ever get a sense from him this episode? He, he was there. Talk. He doesn't, he doesn't talk. talk. By the way, did they invent... The thing of arbitrarily hating a character. I think they did, right? Yeah. Like that. I've seen that since. Because I love that. I I put them well, in the movie once, not to copy, mm-hmm. but it was I had just had it, and it was where these two bozo uh, friends from the guy's past who haven't evolved at all since they were in high school. They're exactly as they were. Meet this guy, and they hate his doorman. Yeah, just just because he seems like an authority figure to them. <laughs> but I love that's the uh, such a funny game, which I feel like I've seen now. A lot. I can't put my finger on it, but like, well, one, except it's, it's, it's more focused. Michael hates. Yeah, I was going to say Toby. Yeah, the yeah. HR, oh, yeah, H&R right. guy. That's H- right. Harm human research, not H&R, yeah. HR guy. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, that's such a, a great Jerry. creation. I love it. Yeah. It's so funny. And then, God bless him, they give Jerry some things which make him a winner. He's yeah. got a huge dick. He's got yeah. a and, and he's married to a hot wife. So I love it. He you know, it's so it's so nice they give him some wins. 
but uh, it's a really funny bit. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I feel like that. I mean, yeah, I guess Toby because it's never earned. He never does anything. There's no. any reason. And he never he says the same thing everybody <laughs> says, and they all just for some reason can't stand it when he says it. Oh, that's so it's great. It's a great bit. I wonder great bit. what made someone think of that because even mine was a little more justified because these guys were kind of rebels. Yeah, and so they kind of think this guy's military, although he's not. No, he's yeah. just opened the door from this, and it was like they go by this fucking guy. I'm this close. This what? Nothing happened. The guy said, "Hello, sir. One more time. I swear to God, I'm gonna fucking take this guy out." Yeah, oh, that's but, so but, funny. but still, that's more justified than what they do. Which yeah, is really funny. Yeah, I think it's even funny. Toby's a little bit more, slightly more justified than that. But well, it's well, so it's, funny. but it's only one. Oh, it's only Michael, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's only, only Michael. Michael. Well, Michael makes sense because Michael wants to be fun, and the yeah. stuff he does is wildly inappropriate. Yeah. So yeah. Toby, yeah. rightfully so, says, "Michael, you can't, you can't do that." Yeah. You know, oh. that's <laughs> the other thing that came out the same time was like uh, Abed on Community uh, who was played by Danny Pudi. Uh he like that was super funny that character I started seeing a ton which was like uh, was it like Asperg Aspergery character or whatever I was like as soon as that ha- hit on uh, on Community and NBC man there were like a million copies of that character and now I feel like he's in every that character is in everything well you know what's uh, I talk about Aspergers being used in you know pop culture is yeah the two new Sherlock's, you know, got Sherlock on BBC and you got elementary on, on CBS? CBS, I believe. Yeah. 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 And, and on both of those, obviously that's what they, so I think yeah. people just had <laughs> just all oh, this, this great revelation. Holy shit. Yeah. Sherlock that's Holmes had character. Asperger's yeah. it's, and, and it's just, Oh, and it's fantastic. Yeah. The, the incredible rudeness and insensitivity and <laughs> the just logic, you know, well, which is, yeah, it only, took a hundred years of the character of Sherlock Holmes and like we cracked it (laughs) yeah well it's just great you know you 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 look at that you go and it was you could tell people just have gleefully have been having fun with that going and it's it's a great thing to have realized that it's yeah. made those yeah, yeah they figured it good out. comedy in both those shows really good laughs yeah. well let's figure out let's get some good laughs at our own expense uh, Jerry did there's a this is a segment we're just trying to think of something that you've done recently or in the past that you really screwed up uh, where you find, find yourself being a classic idiot mine uh, this happened just this morning I tried to add a lease to my car insurance like about a month ago and it was too complicated and I was just like forget it I'm not doing this like I just wanted to insure her as a driver from my car. I was like, I'm not doing it because they wanted more information than I had. And then they, they emailed me and they're like, we need to verify that she doesn't have access to the car. So send us this, this and this. And I was just like, whatever. Like I didn't add her to the car. This is a mistake. They dropped me from insurance this morning. So I no longer have car insurance. I just got an email. They're like, you don't have insurance. So figure something out because you didn't verify whether or not she had access to the car. I was like, oh shit. So yeah, that's me jerrying it. Damn it, Jerry. Damn it, Jerry. Oh man. <laughs> what about you? At least you screw up anything bad. Uh, I like to do things without researching how to do them first. Uh-huh. Um, so a, a few months ago, I dyed my hair the bottom of it purple. It was just <laughs> bright purple. And then I was like, okay, I'm over this phase. And then I uh, just tried to go back to normal. And apparently it's very hard to get that color out. So my whole bottom hair just turned green. Oh, wow. And it was like green for a while. And yeah. I went to the hairdresser and she's like, I mean, I'll try. <laughs> and I was just like, this is why I need to research things. And yeah. I never do. I just do it. Yeah. Damn it, Jerry. And we have a wedding that you're going to where you are the the maid of honor uh, next, week. next week. And yeah, so you're so going to have some had to fun green it. hair. I was okay with the green hair until I was like, ooh, are you good? <laughs> yeah, that's a classic Jerry moment. So yeah, ladies, fellas. <laughs> Watch out for be the careful. purple. Well, <laughs> I've hair. got one. This is from this is from my past, I'm sure. 
I got a million, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, I this one a is lot of stuff. one of the stupidest things I've ever done. My wife was playing a little person in a show, uh, like a character show where she had like six characters. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, I think I know how to do that. We'll get a box that's the height of your knees and we'll cut holes in the box and then we'll put sneakers that are cut in half that'll look like they're coming out of your knees. Uh -huh. So I had a pair. I had just gotten new sneakers. So I thought, oh, great. I'll just cut the old sneakers in half. We'll use those. So I made her what we called the midget box. And but I know I'm politically incorrect. <laughs> You're already I'm just telling, it. I'm telling you, <laughs> telling it like it is. Yeah. I could I could lie. But that's what it was. And um, right, so I cut the shoes in half. I put it on. And then I went to put my shoes on the next morning and realized they were my old sneakers and that I had just uh -huh. cut my brand new sneakers <laughs> in half, just sawed them in half. And so I'll do something incredibly boneheaded and we'll refer to it as like I midget boxed it, you know, like I because I did something idiotic you know brand that's new perfect. hundred dollar sneakers ah. cut them in half and that's and got through yeah. like you think you'd be sawing the first inch is what you'd realize oh no yeah. you think you'd finish one you'd realize you think after you're done you think but no the next day putting on my shoes like these are my old sneak oh, oh no. no oh no yeah. yeah i feel like that's the easiest well I'll, first off damn it Jerry. damn it Jerry. uh <laughs> yeah that's the easiest to have the tunnel vision on something like that oh man that's funny i love it <laughs> Uh, okay, another one, another one. Uh, Pawnee, uh, all about some, uh, the Parks and Recreation, all about some like fun government stuff. So we, we're trying to pull in a story of uh, good government, because uh, that's what the show's about a lot, and we like that. Um, so, New Mexico is about to pass a law that prohibits lunch shaming. What is lunch shaming, you immediately ask, because nobody with that knows what that is. I guess what was happening a lot in schools was like when kids didn't have enough money for lunch, or they like, a lot of times parents will pay ahead mm -hmm. when they weren't doing that lunch ladies were like sending them home with like stamps on their arms like I don't have lunch money or like throwing their food away in front of them in front of other students and it was like apparently enough of an issue that they decided to make a law out of this that you can no longer lunch shame which is embarrassing for the kids and stuff like that yeah. so I'm gonna you know chalk that up however you want as maybe we don't need to protect everybody from everything and maybe people shouldn't be assholes but I think that's a fun law and so good job New Mexico yeah, yeah. I mean that's so sad that like, the kids can't pay like they don't have any say in whether mm -mm. they have money. Yeah, like, don't throw it away. Just give it to. It's <laughs> a, what, how much are lunches now? A yeah, penny they're to nothing. me. <laughs> but school lunches cost nothing. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. What, you, what do you think, Ian? What do you think about New Mexico lunch? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> any thoughts? I don't have welcome. an opinion about it. But I'll tell you my opposite, like sort of opposite mm. uh, experience is that every day of my whole high school career. I got about three times the amount of food I paid for because I would just take whatever I wanted. <laughs> this, two entrees, this. And I go up and this lady just had a relationship with me. I'd say, I'd give her the money. She goes, this is, I'd say, oh, really? Get out of here. And every day she let me go by just paying whatever I paid, like $1.50 for about a huge amount of food because I was a big guy and I could yeah. eat a lot back then Can and not get down. fat. I just ate. And so she just every day just uh, basically... You know, got a whole bunch of free food because what does she care? Yeah. yeah. So all lunch ladies out there, just do the, the hook all the kids up on the Ian Roberts plan. <laughs> Triple the lunch, half the price. We used to have uh, one lady that we used to 
mock because we were awful, but <laughs> she shook like crazy. And when she got the fries with the tongs, yeah. by the time it would look like you're going to get this shitload of fries, <laughs> and she would just shake and shake the whole way to the plate. And by the end, you'd get like three fries. And you'd always try to avoid being served by that woman because you knew you were going to get ripped off on fries. That's funny. Uh, can, can you double scoop me? Oh, man. I didn't have anything like that. I used to just save my, like, the, however much lunch costs, I used to save my quarters. And at the end of the week, cookies were very cheap. And they did a deal like where if you bought like two, it'd be like half off or 30, 33% or something. You could get it way cheaper. And I'd just save all my quarters and then eat like 10 cookies on Friday. <laughs> like Can I, I give really you a, a life hack along those lines? You may. I had a friend who I went to some fancy bakery here in L.A. Mm. And if you go to bakeries, I don't know if it's all bakeries, but if you go like the last moment before they close... Go buy one donut and they throw the whole store in there because there's nothing to do but throw the stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. I ate this one. My friend and I just sat in the car and put ourselves into a carbohydrate coma because <laughs> we ate, I don't know, like 10 pastries each because they just said, ah, here, you want that? You like this? Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, throw we some do. more we in. Do like so that. I don't know. Yeah. That, I can't guarantee that will happen at every bakery, but there's really nothing to do with the things. They yeah. probably, the yeah. last thing they want to look at in their lives is baked goods. Uh, here's a, I'll, I'll, I'll add another, the similar one hot tip I used to do in film school. Uh, we would never have like crafty for shits cost money. So if you go to like, yeah, bagel shops and stuff at the end of the day, they'll just give you all their bagels that they didn't sell. So we always had a ton of bagels for crafty, <laughs> truly disgusting. I felt bad after like a week of shooting of like, sorry, it's another pumpernickel, uh, bagel guys uh -huh. get on board. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. We're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, Who's your Tammy? <laughs> Do you ever have any crazy uh, relationships or relationships that you were crazy in or crazy moments uh, at much like Tammy or Tammy two played by Megan Mullally uh, in Parks and Recreation? Do you have any crazy relationships, Ian, or that you None. were crazy? <laughs> None that I want to talk about. Yes, of yeah, course okay. I have. Who hasn't? But yeah. sure. Uh, what I can tell you is anybody. that I can be so logical with anybody else. You just run down to me. So what's the issues? Okay, blah, blah, blah. I'll say back to you. Yeah. Well, I heard nine points why you shouldn't be with this person and maybe one or two why you should. You should definitely break up. This person's no good with you. Yeah. If it's me, I would stay in that relationship easily for a year <laughs> when, 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 when I was young. Yeah. The, uh, so, yes, I have been with that, but there's no need to... No bring that, bring there. up that person, and I'm sure I've been that person to somebody else. And I suggest this to everybody: don't ever describe that person as crazy, yeah, because they're going to find someone's going to work fine with them. But it's it's on you. Just yeah. get away from those people. Why are you trying to make something work that's not working? But we yeah. all do. Yeah. Oh, do. yeah. <laughs> and it usually makes you really appreciate that person you found. Yeah, <laughs> You're exactly. Like, wow, this is so easy. Like it's supposed to be. Oh, these two right now. Uh, they, ju <laughs> yeah. they just looked at each other. And they they kind of like a knowing, yeah. a shared moment between them. They're like, that's who you are to me. It's really, <laughs> it's really gross. Actually, <laughs> we know that uh, we're perfect, just perfect enough for each other. For yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah, I highly recommend it. If, if you grew up in a family where people argued constantly, mm. that's not you can you can you can not have that and you should not have that. You're not supposed to. Maybe one day I'll be able to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, 
the Pawnee murals, Pawnee. There's a lot of fun oh, fan art best. from the show. Uh, and so I just wanted to share this fun fan art. This was made made by somebody on Deviant Art called Ruben Dan Gore. Uh, and it's this movie poster. Uh, it'll be on our website in the show notes. Some check it out. It's Burt Macklin, FBI. It looks like a movie poster. Uh, and it's the tagline is, you thought he was dead, dot, dot, dot. So did the president's dot, dot, dot enemies. <laughs> uh, so I, don't know, I just want to chat about this. Would you watch this movie? Would you watch a Burt Macklin FBI uh, movie, please. Uh, I would absolutely do it, especially because it, it seems to be featuring Janet, Snake, Cole, Little Sebastian, and Jerry, according yeah. to the poster. Yeah, getting punched by Burt Macklin, <laughs> uh, which is, I guess, Andy's biggest fantasy is that he punches somebody. That was in, that was on his bucket list was to be like an action star, so he jumps through a window oh, yeah. and punches Jerry. That's great. That's a uh, uh, yeah. I'm into this one. Yeah, I think that's very cool art. He looks he, great. Did you say that's the a Pasadena building? Yeah, I think that's like <laughs> Pasadena City Hall, right? Isn't that where they like used to shoot the exterior of uh, the Park Center, like Pawnee, I, Indiana? I don't know. I think that's right. I'm not 100% on that one, but that is uh, uh, somebody will correct us if that's we're wrong. That's a fun thing, by the way, when you're on that set, that courtyard, which seems like it's outside, yeah. is just sitting inside a soundstage. <gasps> No trickery, Ian. You can't. You can't. You've just shattered my life. You know, it's funny. I was just working on. I uh, I directed an episode of uh, Playing House. Yeah, and all Great day, show. I not consciously. If you would have asked me at any given moment, "Are you inside or outside?" I'd say I'm inside. You know, is this? But at honestly, my experience because I would walk outside and it would be dark, and I'd be like. Oh shit! Right, right. That's all fake sunshine. In yeah, there. you know, through all the windows though. So you're working all day on the set, which is supposed to be a house sitting in outside. Yeah, you know, in a suburban area, and it does look like that out the windows, and you feel like it's daylight. And then I would be kind of stupidly surprised when I walked out at the end of the day that it was dark. Ah, movie magic! Movie it gets us all. Magic! It gets us all. So good job, Ruben Dan Gore. That's a that is the Parks and Recreation fan art of the week. Yeah. Uh, we're always looking for more. So if you have any fun ones, tweet at us at you should or no 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 what is it? It's love oh, you. No, podcast. come on, guys. You yeah. would do great. You fell apart right there. All right, we're gonna have to start over. We <laughs> can stay for another full hour. Okay. Uh, last two things. Tom's company pitches. Uh, Tom Haverford comes up with terrible company ideas. Uh, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Go round robin style. I'll start it off. Or at least we'll be go second. You'll go 30 in. And we're going to come up with a terrible company idea. Just in a product oh, or whatever. building on the uh, yeah. first person's awesome. Yeah. Or, no, 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 no. Oh, just own? come up with your own oh, little stupid idea. Go ahead. It's going to be stressful. Right, go ahead. You're going to be great. If this, if this segment doesn't work, we're going to cut okay. it in the future. Get excited. All right. So 60 seconds are on the clock. Uh, Elise, count me down. Alright. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Okay. Uh, milk duds that don't look like rat poop. Uh, and I'm going to call them milk studs. Elise. Um, a little hair ties that uh, spray your hair while your hair is up. I, I call them uh, moist ties. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's going to make uh, staircases for people out of old books because he says nobody cares about books and uh but they're going to end up falling apart uh, if they get moist. They kind of decay, and people will hurt themselves. And it's called uh, 
book cases <laughs> instead of staircases. <laughs> That's perfect. That's terrible. Uh, uh, a, a watch that has like a color wheel on it so you know what uh, to paint your house and it's going to be called Swatch. <laughs> uh, a bookmark that uh, saves your space and then when you open the book it reads the last line to you. I call it read bookmark. <laughs> Ian. Uh, something that's hooked up to your pulse and it makes a red light if you're like he, something happens to your pulse when you're not interested so people will know not to talk to you about something. <laughs> It's called a boredom, boredom watch. <laughs> and hey, that's it. <laughs> these are all wonderful ideas. I love that. Actually, boredom watch would be helpful because sometimes I don't know how to signal. I was just at a, a, a friend's uh, like party and I was like, I was talking to a guy for 40 minutes and I was just like, this is a bummer. I got to get out of here. And I didn't know how to get out. Uh, so I feel like having a little light that just signals like I'm done would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think we came. But that was too good of an idea. Ian. it was supposed to be a bad idea. Uh-huh. Nice try. <laughs> nice try. It was good. Uh, okay. Last bit, last segment of the show, treat yourself. Uh, We want to know how you've treated yourself, something you've done just for you recently. For example, me, I just bought a PlayStation 4 the other week, and I've been playing video games and procrastinating so hard on work I actually have to do. But you know what? I deserve it. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Elise, what about you? Uh, Let's see. On Monday, I went to Disneyland, and uh, I got my first pair of like Mickey ears that light (laughs) up, and they're like little Star Wars ones, and I was very excited, and I wore them around with no shame. Treat yourself. Oh, yeah. You have them here. I brought them. Yeah, they're right here. These are great. Because it does it like a little flashing scene. It makes it like a movie, like the, the TIE oh, wow. Fighters and X-Wings. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Weird. Yeah. Somebody, much. You know what? Some No, that's a mess, actually. <laughs> nah, treat yourself. Really. Form-fitting function. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> Why? No, they're heavy. You know, they're top-heavy. They fall out. please take a out. picture of that and put it on your website we so will. people can see it. Because that makes no sense in a, <laughs> in a wonderful way. It's also made for children because this is tight yeah. on my head. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. You're going to yeah. have to see this, people. Make yeah. sure you go on the website. <laughs> you got to check that out. Ian, what about you? Have you treated oh, yourself lately? Just straightforward. Yeah, yesterday yeah. I went and got a massage. I go to uh, the mall. It's the kind of place where everybody's Chinese, nobody speaks English, yeah. and you have the massage with your clothes on. Yeah. Which, and I find them better clothes than any on. other massage. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's just in the mall. You're out in the open. You know? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like yeah. one of those like the tables are just yeah. all out. Yeah. A bunch of chairs and they get in there with their elbows and lean on you and it's deep and it's good. And after <laughs> that, I went to deep. Wow, that sounded very sexual. Yeah, deep and good. Deep and good. <laughs> and, then I, and then I went uh, to uh, what's that chain Chinese place? Uh, there's a million of them. Uh, Panda. Walk, something walk. Oh. Panda. Oh. Panda. Maybe it was Panda Express. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and I got, uh, they had some shrimp thing and I got the a la carte. Oh, yeah. You know, so it was a, yeah, just a pure. container full oh, of it. Yeah. yeah. And it cost, they warned me and they seemed to really be worried. I wasn't, I needed to know this because they must end up with conflict over this. They go, <laughs> that will be close to $15. I you said, understand. I got it. Did they tell you? Then I went to the register. They told you this is going to be, and it was 14 and some change. I said, yeah, I get it. It's extra because it's considered premium. But yes, I would like to. So those two things were a very enjoyable couple hours. That's so nice. funny. That's one of my favorite experiences in any restaurant where you're like, yeah, I'll add, add the avocado. And they're like, and it's a dollar. Are you sure you're okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got a dollar. Wouldn't we can sad do that if you bagged out like, no, you just yeah. hit my yeah. limit. Like, yeah. oh, like I would enjoy this more, but no. I couldn't. That They give you that. I feel like they do that. And it's like, I would be too ashamed to back out. Even if it was like, oh, and that's an extra $10. I'd be like, yeah, I'll pay an extra $10 for avocado. I had a, my heart, I had I'd be a place going, no. where I went to a good uh, barbecue place. And so they shamed you if you wanted to 
taint it by putting barbecue sauce all over it. Oh, wow. Ooh. So you know how that's such a given in most barbecue places? Like, no, the, but the way we cook it. Yeah. That the meat falls off the bone. This is delicious barbecue. Yeah. And you're a real, it's like the way, you know, putting ketchup on a steak in a fancy restaurant. That's how they thought of it. Yeah. That's they had to ask for it. And the guy kind of went like, you like looked disgusted at me and gave me my side of barbecue sauce. Like, yeah. That was a. You know, California, California needs to pa- pass a law on no barbecue sauce shaming. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. New Mexico's leading the way. I think I got shamed in a state where it was I was out filming. I didn't end up in the movie, but it was road trip. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, or it did end up with no lines. But so it was, <laughs> it, I think it was somewhere south. And like they were kind of like and this was so we looked it up. Hey, it's supposed to be this great place. Yeah. Great for barbecue. And I thought to me, again, I'm a sauce person. Like I said, the salad dressing has to have a lot of sa- I the salads have a lot of salad dressing. The barbecue needs to have slathered with barbecue sauce. Yeah, but they yeah. really they disdain they me. on that one. Yeah, yeah. Lisa's a saucy I'm lady a saucy too. Lady. She always asks for extra. And you know what? She lives a better life than me because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, Ian, this is incredible. This is a great episode. Thank you so much Do you for know joining. Go ten seconds over. Or is this a, that I blathered? No, you're great. No, you're great. Okay. Yeah, this is perfect. I'm watching the clock. There's a clock here timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah we- I have it very big to let you know. Like you, you've entertained us for an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, this right. better all be good. Okay. Uh, but is there any? Thank you for joining us in the pit. This is yeah. our recording studio, yes. the pit. Uh, is there anything that you want to share with uh, the world, the listening audience, all the parkies out there? Uh, hey, I would, I would d- to just do some of that shill kind of thing. I'd love it if people checked out Teachers. I think you won't be disappointed. I think it's yeah. a fun show. We're on a network that I think no one thinks of looking for. TV land, a right? A good, modern, relevant show, you know, but they're trying to change their image. We were part of that. The show got really good reviews this season. The ratings were good. Please check it out because I'm proud of it. Didn't and- it? Uh, it got renewed for the next season. Is that correct? Or it no? has not been picked okay. up for another season, but uh, please watch it. I, I I really think you'll enjoy it. And I, I think I might be, I might not check it out like TV land and you know, but yeah. 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 All right. So everybody go watch uh, every episode of teachers on TV land, send some letters, tell them to renew right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it for the show. So everybody, uh, all of our parky listeners out there, thank you for listening. And I love you. And I like you. Oh, we love you and we like you. And also, you can find the show at uh, pot, Boardwalk love Audio. Podcast. Love you at Love You Podcast on Twitter, Instagram. at Love You Podcast on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Love You Podcast, BoardwalkAudio.com forward slash Love You Podcast, probably iTunes, all your podcasting apps. You know, just do that. Share it with all your parks and recreation fans. We did it. There yeah. it is. Woo. <laughs> all right, Bye. Everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. You can find the show at Love You Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have questions, fan art, love it moments, like it moments, gifts, reviews, and more, reach out to us there. If you want to email us, you can at loveyoupodcast at gmail.com. You can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. And me at Elise Michelle. Our theme music was composed by Thomas Gilbert. And our show art was by Kevin David Crow. Give us a sweet, sweet five-star review on iTunes. Until next time, we love you. And we like you. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now. Hi, Sex and the City fans. Megan McKeever here. Check out my podcast, Cosmos and the City, where I'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City with a slew of fabulous guests. Each week, we'll be talking through everything from who wore what and why to the hottie of the week. So grab a drink and join me on my journey. Thanks, and be sure to subscribe to Cosmos and the City in iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.